The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I hold in my hand a book, The Other Edie Trimmer. It is written by Jacqueline Wilson, an author who I know is well known and much beloved uh, amongst many of you listening. And I'm delighted to say that Jacqueline is with me now. Jacqueline, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, Kieran. And what a lovely introduction. Well, listen, it's, it is a lovely book, uh, as they all are. I'm sure lots of people, as I say at home, nodding in agreement. Um, I mean, w- without giving the game away, you want people to buy the book. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, I couldn't decide whether to write uh, a modern book or a historical book this time. So basically, it's two in one. It's the time slip novel, and there's a modern ED and uh, by a very cunning plot device, she finds herself whizzing back in time to Victorian times. But it's not to the world of, um, you know, lovely dresses and servants and genteel ways. Uh, poor Edie um, is hurtled back into the mid-19th century where she's a very poor child. She's an orphan. She has to fend for herself and she has to try very hard to avoid the dreaded workhouse. Um, so I had fun with that um, and hopefully reading, I've checked my details absolutely. So they're all authentic details about what life was really like then for poor children. It's a bit of an eye opener, but there's nothing too horrifying and it does have a happy ending, I promise. Well, the, but I mean, the, this is is very much on theme for you, isn't it? You know, for, 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 for the people out there maybe who don't know, um, it, it would be out of character for you to write a book where Edie went back to the kind of the worlds of Downton Abbey, wouldn't it? I mean, I so, so un, unless uh, unless you had her downstairs in Downton Abbey. I think that's very much where her place would be. I I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I, I didn't have that, that fantastic a childhood myself. And yet um, I'm leading a very happy and and relatively financially fine life. And yet I always seem to plunge my characters <laughs> into the depths of despair. And, um, hey, that's, I I've used to try and fight against it and try and write something that was really against what I naturally am interested in. But it doesn't work. And I'm a bit old in the tooth now to do that. So I just write what I want to write and very much hope that people will want to read it. And why do you think so many people have wanted to read these books so consistently? I think because I always write in the first person and it's as if uh, my fictional character is telling their best friend, i.e. the reader, um, all about their lives. I think hopefully you get sucked into my books and you want to find out more. And I think if you're a kid going through really difficult times, I think my books are a big comfort. And certainly that's what people write and tell me because they don't feel they're alone and that other people, um, you know, have, have parents who split up or some tragedy in the family and yet somehow come through it. And if you're a child reader who is lucky enough to have a wonderful family life and they're top of the class and greater Irish dancing (laughs) just have heaps of friends then they can actually find out what it feels like if you're not one of these blessed blessed creatures 
So um, I, I hope that uh, that my books they they deal with quite difficult subjects sometimes, mm. but um, I gloss over the very worst of details because I'm truly not in the business for traumatizing children. And I do my very best to have a realistic but happy ending because I, I want my children, child readers who, when they finish the book, I want them to shut it with a sigh of, oh, oh goodness, I love that book, rather than Oh my goodness, that was so terrible. I'm going to have nightmares <laughs> now. But it sounds it sounds like you're kind of describing like there's almost an intimacy between you as the writer, the narrator, the first person in the book and the the, the reader. That that's right, and I think it's important because I think children like to be included and I like to feel that there's somebody who can vividly remember what it's like to be a child and how sometimes something like losing your best friend is so upsetting to children, particularly girls who who value their relationships so much and, and get so horrified if their best friend goes off with someone else, which as adults we might with experience think, well, in a few months' time you'll meet another friend and you know you'll be fine with them but for a child that is just almost as bad as a, a terrible t- family tragedy or or your dog dying or so- something like that and so I, I, I can remember so vividly what so many things how how they affected me when I was young I mean ask me what I did last year and I've completely forgotten <laughs> or other that that sort of Childhood memories are there, and I, I, I feel there's one thing I'm certain of in this life. I do remember what it feels like to be a child. I mean, obviously, things are slightly different now for children because, I mean, modern technology, uh, the desperation to carry on playing Fortnite with your mates <laughs> or whatever, or, or get your first mobile phone. I mean, these, these are things that obviously didn't affect me and, and my generation. Um, but, you know, people still want to be liked, want want to be happy and secure in their family, want some things desperately, feel it's not fair if some other child gets more in- attention than them. I mean, the, these are just the basics of being a small human being. Um, when you talk about technology, um, I mean, do you worry about kids reading less? This generation. We keep reading surveys that kids are reading less. I think they are reading, but perhaps a long, densely written book, even though it might be fascinating, requires the sort of concentration that nowadays, because children are are much more visual and can flick through different items um, on their phones or look at, you know, sort of 15-second sound bites on, on social media. I do think um, the absolute determined bookworms who, who delight in reading very long books um, are perhaps fewer on the ground but God bless them, and let's hope they carry on reading like that. And 
I mean, I, I feel that no matter all, all the different charms of modern technology are there, um, I don't think it's the, the most dreadful thing as, as long as children are a bit protected from really worrying content. But I do so, so believe that, that actually sitting down with a good book and getting absorbed in it is such a delightful thing to do that I really do want to pass on the message. Uh, and it's funny, like, I guess technology and trends, they inform books. At the moment. I, I, uh, Janice Hallett had a book last year. A lot of people read it. It was the year before, The Appeal. A lot of it was written through... Uh, text messages and WhatsApp messages and emails uh, over and back, uh, kind of this uh, this thriller um, uh, kind of mystery book anyway, that um, that I guess reflected the world we live in. Um, listen, before I let you go, uh, Jacqueline, I mean, you, you, you as an author, you must have been looking on uh, with, with probably some dismay, scratching your head at this Roald Dahl kerfuffle uh, recently. What did you make of it all, the proposals to change the language in his books? Well, do you know, it kind of reassured me that children's books clearly mean so much to so many adults and that so many adults thought um, Roald Dahl's books were such an important part of their childhood that they didn't want any tiny word changed. And, I mean, when you, we even have our Prime Minister and, um, and the Queen Consort making their own remarks about it, I did think this, this may be... Um, will make people realize that, that children's books are there to be cherished. I'm not going to take sides on whether you should not ever tinker with any text because clearly some, some things that were written a long time ago might not be considered um, appropriate now. I think it all boils down to what sort of replacements you make and mm. um, and so many people have said so many things <laughs> about this whole subject. I'm going to be Jackie sit on the fence and just not take part in a very impassioned personal way. Well, uh, Jackie sit on the fence is otherwise known as Jacqueline Wilson and her new book is The Other Edie Trimmer. Two girls, one name and a twist in time like all others I'm sure it will be beloved by many people listening Jacqueline it's been an absolute pleasure listen thank you so much thank you so much Kieran. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk